Hi, folks. Uh, we have a letter show this week, and while there are no specific content warnings, uh, there may, should maybe be a spoiler warning, because we will be discussing past episodes. Uh, that's about all I got. I don't know if they're really spoilers. Uh, the next thing is, of course, that this is a house with animals in it, and while the chickens are asleep, there is an orange cat hunched over my laptop enjoying the warmth, and soon she will fall asleep and probably put her butt on my keyboard. Um, dogs will wander in. They can be noisy. Cats will wander in. There may be screaming if the kittens decide they need to climb up someone's leg. And as a part of that, I should also mention that we swear a lot. It's true. Especially when a kitten runs up and grabs hold of your leg and climbs it, and you're not wearing heavy-duty pants. It's uh, It's been a problem these last few months. They've been, they've been calming down a little bit, and it's only been they weeks. Have. I don't think it's been months yet. Oh, here comes one now. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, Has it two months already? They're... Like 12 weeks old so, when we took them to the vet, which was like two weeks ago, and we got them at four weeks. So that's okay, two months yeah. and some change. All right, then. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 168 in the end times. No, it's not the end times. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, someone like had posted the other day, well, here we are on the 200 and some odd day of March. Yeah. And it, I, I feel that. I keep seeing the ones that our uh, future history students will be like, I majored in October 1st through 8th of 2020. And uh, people will be like, oh, can you specialize in that? That's, that's a pretty broad field. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been an exciting week and a half. Uh, it's... Not even a week and a half. I mean, we're recording on the 6th. It's not even a week into October, and there's been all kinds of like ups and downs and backs and forth. And yeah. we're not going to talk about all of that. Except to say that uh, if you, like many other people, are having a hard time getting work done because you keep stopping to see what breaking news is, uh, yeah. you and me both. Like, it's, I'm, I was trying to get this book done by the end of October, and I'm still trying. Well, the good news is, I guess, then, uh, Nano Finmo is coming up for you. Yeah, I just wanted to get it to my editor in November, preferably early November, but if I need a little longer, I can probably do it. Or I can send her three quarters of the manuscript, as I have occasionally done before, and been like, here's what I have. Yeah, now, uh, and I should explain that uh, typically November is National Novel Writing Month, where someone yes, starts a, right starts a novel on the first and has it finished by the thirtieth. And it doesn't have to be edited; it doesn't have to be proofread; it just has to be done. And I know several people who do this every year. As and lots of people don't even finish it. The point is not necessarily to have a finished novel; it's to have written sixty thousand words or whatever it right. is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You often take November as Nano Finmo as the National Novel Finishing Month. Yes, because I, uh, and because of the ADHD, have a tendency to, I will write most of a manuscript and then I will go work on something else. And I have made peace with this. I have no complaints with it. The system works. I get a lot of books written. Uh, the thing is that um, while I, fin I do finish books oh, frequently, you do. Uh, usually what I have, because I have deadlines, sometimes I will have a self-pub book or something, and this was more so in the past, that is not finished, but is close enough that in a month of hard work, I could get it done. Yes. Or sometimes I would have a short story that was half done, and I would be like, 
I should get around to finishing that. Stuff like that. Uh, so for a long time, I would take the kind of energy of NaNoWriMo, and even though I do not necessarily need to write a novel in November uh, for whatever reason, um, I would finish a project. It would be yes. like, this is my, my month to finish projects. And I found it very effective. Uh, this, this November, maybe not so much. Uh, I'd like to, but I have, uh, it's one of those things where like, uh, publishers negotiating over here and a different publisher's asking for something over here and another publisher's asking what I'd like to do for this next book. And so I kind of went from, okay, the only thing I really have to finish here is Istvan's book in November in the last week to uh, potentially I have four more books on the hook, <laughs> which is a thing that happens occasionally. I will get a yes. book deal and suddenly it's like, oh, I went from I have to finish one book to I have to finish six books. I I make the deadlines. I have done all of these things, you know, whenever they land, I write them, but uh it isn't any less stressful. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot and my concentration is shit this week. Like Friday I gave up. I was all I am I declaring a basically a snow day for writing a news day of mm -hmm. I cannot look away. Yes. You know, uh, there was there was no way and yeah. If you're feeling that way, too, if you have a job where you can be like, I cannot do this today, you're not alone. You're not a failure. Everybody's right there with you. No. And that is – it is very common. Even in – with my work, uh, I am finding it – if I even glance at current events or things, I find myself being sucked in. So I'm trying really hard not to do that. Uh, fortunately, I am – sort of between projects right now. So that's a good thing uh, because it isn't as disruptive as if I had a big deadline looming after meeting my deadline last week and doing a nice happy dance and uh, celebrating my success. And the celebration has, good. yeah, the celebration actually uh, continues because the team I did the project for is grateful and like there's i'm gonna get a write-up in the a little you know here's what our team has been up to that my boss sends every two weeks and you know a lot of internal supportive kudos kinds of things and it's actually kind of shocking like that's not a thing i'm used to have happen i'm used to i have done a thing and it's really good and and six people understand it, and they're like, cool, next thing. Yeah, meanwhile, like, the the manager of my manager is like, look at this amazing thing we accomplished and getting the rewards for it. So it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing for me. That, but um, it, that's good, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, it's it's exciting. I, You know, I feel like I'm making a difference, and that's I think that's important. Yes, but you yeah. have a baffled look like uh, – you, you have the, the look of one who has been traumatized by workplaces. So many so times. That you're like they're acknowledging that I did a good job and did an important thing and I don't know how it – how to feel. How to feel about this because it's not something I'm used to. It's Yeah. yeah. But that does mean I can maybe reward myself a little and I – this isn't exactly rewarding myself. It's because I bought you a present. 
and I'm about to tie it in, so just hold on to your teeth. It has become new planner season. Oh, yes. Everyone is releasing their new planners and calendars now for 2021. There's a reminder in my file of facts as part of their whole calendar refill, like the third week of October to order your 2021 refills, right? I've got my 2021 refill on order, but someone pointed out that one of my favorite follow people I follow on Twitter has a new thing out. Oh, now I remember. Yes. So I have here in front of me the uh, and Birds by Aaron Reynolds Field Guide to Identification Undated Monthly Weekly Calendar. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a gift for me or for Kevin, but... Uh... Uh, no, in this case, it's it's it's... I don't know. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's meant to be a gift for you because it has pictures of birds that are swearing. And sometimes uh, when you get to the weekly pages, here you go, the, the weekly pages on one, <laughs> on one side, on the left-hand side, you have a large picture of a bird with a caption. And on the right-hand side is just a week breakdown. It is completely undated. So the months have a fill-in-the-blank thing at the beginning of the book, and those also have spot illustrations. In terms in, out of, uh, just in case you're wondering, um, F and birds, which is mostly uh, stock art pictures of birds and swearing, yeah, is uh, uh, the font they use is Fairy Tale, and the stock arts. I believe they are in fact a fan of the Mighty Deals website, which sells cheap graphic uh, uh, graphic design packages. Because I have in fact bought. Before Effenbirds became a thing, had bought both the font and the stock art pack uh, off that site. So I, uh, I and I applaud them. They're doing amazing things with it. Yeah, the thing I like about this, though, after getting it in hand, one, it's got a great binding. Two, it's got great illustrations. But it does. I like that it's that it's fancy. I always hated that uh, that uh, like. All the planners were so boring, and I needed ones that had, like, cool little pictures in the corners and stuff. But it's also very straightforward. Yes. It is a calendar and a weekly, like, a, a monthly calendars and weeklies. It isn't trying to force you into a particular style of organization or productivity. It isn't bombarding you with... Uh, here's what you need to be grateful. Here's the future planning you need to do. This is a fucking desk calendar, and it's great. Or here's or a picture planner. of here's Audubon's illustrations of the Carolina parakeets with the caption: "Look at this clusterfuck." Right. So, and the, the other nice thing about non-dated is you don't have to wait until January. You yes. could pick this up and start it today if oh, you wanted to. Oh, it's a silky to. chicken with the caption "fuck a doodle do." That would be what a silky chicken says. So. I got this for you. I, I got it because I knew it was out, and I like Aaron Reynolds' work, and I, I like to support Mr. Reynolds. Uh, he also does Swear Trek, by the way, if you guys aren't familiar with Swear Trek. It's hysterical. Um, swearing captions to uh, animated GIFs of Star Trek. So, yes. Um, but... It's so bare bones. It is perfect. Yes, I, I appreciate the sheer bare bonesness right? of this. You can just put on, pick them, start whatever month you want, fill in the blanks, go to a weekly. Done. No, no fancy illustrations that are trying to guide you through a process that you're new to. No, uh, this will solve all of your productivity problem. 
Um, they no. use they use the word Vireo correctly on no. a picture of a Vireo. No creativity prompts any of that stuff. It is straightforward and brilliant. So, and there will be a link in the show notes. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. That's, it is it is it is very. It, I like it for being so stripped down and so straightforward, and also having fun stuff that is sufficiently snarky that I'm into it. Yeah, and the whole idea is that you can just be up and running with this. You don't have to wait until January. You don't have to go, oh, no, it's July, and I guess I could get an academic, or I guess I'll just wait until January, till the end of the year when I can get a new one and, uh, you know, put it off, put it off. You can start using this one today. Absolutely. Which is brilliant. So, yeah, that's it. That's the Thank big you. thing. Yes. I uh, got him Legos. Oh, yeah. No, I have a Lego Harley Davidson to assemble. I'm very excited. Uh, I haven't reached a, a stress level where I need a Lego Harley Davidson to assemble, but it's very thoughtful of you, and I love it, and I can't wait to get I, it into I, I the like new to, display to case. I like to make sure you have one on hand as a, as a, <laughs> a, 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 a prophylactic, let us say. Yeah, well, yeah, because there was that one day I'd had a really stressful day at work, and I was just, like, grunting, finished dinner, came in here, built the, the little uh, Lego race car that came free with the Razor Crest, and then was like, well, life is better now. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's nice to have that one, have have one there in case I need it, or if I say, you know what, it has just been a clusterfuck of a week, I am going to spend a day this weekend, you know, a couple hours this weekend doing nothing but putting bricks together and listening to, to music. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's cool. I play base building games. Yes. It's Yes, yes. In fact, we're talking about picking up a joint game of Seven Days to Die again, except they took out my favorite trap. It's a zombie-killing game, and I I broke it. Oh, you! I don't think you're the only one. I think this was a game balance issue. It was. Uh, yeah. I... And the thing is that on my own, I could not have done this. Right. But... If you play in a group, you know, then other people can do the parts that they enjoy, which is go out and collect supplies and fight zombies. And I could do the parts I really enjoyed, which is carefully and and obsessively design a base. Yes. And so I did this, and each base came equipped with the killing floor, which was where you took you brought all of the zombies. And then yes. they would die because they were walking across the traps that I yes. had laid down, and you would just stand up and, and shoot them from the catwalk. And basically, I nuked the game balance completely, because Kevin is finally like, it's it's kind of not fun anymore, because, okay, every seven days when the zombie horde comes... Uh, Mostly we just hang out. It was like <laughs> yeah. we would just hang out for the darkness hours, and then go and clean out the... The traps. The yeah. traps. Like, I would go down and clean out the traps, and you would be repairing what needed to be repaired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although there was the one game we ran where every morning, swear to God, every single morning, a screamer yes. would show up at the same spot. And so it became my priority to start going out and find all of the pieces I needed to build a sniper rifle <laughs> so that at dawn I could be on the corner of the base where the screamer shows up so that I could attempt to take it out before it showed up and brought all of its friends. Yes. 
Uh, well, yeah. they've apparently changed. It's been a couple of years now. Like yes. A lot of years, as it turns out. And uh, they've changed a bunch of things and taken out about half the traps I used to use. So yep. uh, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So so uh, I've been. I, I'm going to set up and test a server tonight and see how all that works. Meanwhile, I've been playing No Man's Sky for like a week and going, yeah. God, I enjoy this game. But I, I like the idea of a co-op game. Uh, one of the things I have missed lately is co-op games. There aren't any games like the Switch is great, but there really aren't co-op games for it. I mean, you could play No Man's Sky if you wanted. Except, it, no, that's that's it doesn't it's not the same. Well, no, it's a multiplayer game. It, like yeah, right. you can have your friends on, same as Seven Days to Die. You can you can come in. And, is it? But is it a base builder? And I'm building a base. Yeah, you go around, you build bases. There's. Uh, mm. It's not as uh, you don't have the seven day hordes or anything like that. It's, yeah, see, that's that. I think is is sort of the that that is one of the appeals for me to Seven Days to Die is that it does take some planning. Yeah, there's and, and some advanced stuff. Uh, no Man's Sky can be played very chill. Like I'm, I usually just go around and look at cool planets and take photos of all the wildlife, and then you know if it's particularly pretty, I put a base on it so I can come look at it sometime, and then I go away again. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, No Man or uh, Seven Days to Die. It's like okay, first I have to scout out where everything is. Once I know where everything is, I can start planning the supplies I can get from those things and to bring back to you to make, to allow you to build the ultimate base. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, anyway, we so, actually, oh, to, to give credit where it is due, uh, unlike many couples, we play together really well in seven yes. days. We have exactly complementary skill sets. He wants nothing to do with the base building and I don't want anyone touching my stuff. <laughs> right. And I am perfectly happy to be the one yelling Leroy Jenkins as he runs into a town to try to find. And I hate doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to find all the parts to assemble a rocket launcher yeah. or whatever. So yeah, that's how that's, we're amusing ourselves. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have a new book out today. You do? Uh, it's called uh, The Hollow Places. Yes. It's from Saga. It's a horror novel. You can buy it. The Cat Lives. Um, yes. That's, uh, yeah, it is not a direct sequel to The Twisted Ones. It has different, different scary thing, but... It is set in North Carolina. So. Same, same basic universe, different uh, protagonists and antagonists. Uh, I'm not even sure if it's quite, well, I mean, I guess it's the same universe in that it's, you know, it's all rural central North Carolina. Um, but, uh, it's, this, this is based on, um, Algernon Blackwood's The Willows, not on Macon's The White People. So, yeah. But I mean, the whole, the whole idea is that, um, like it's, the protagonist of of Twisted Ones could come get a drink in the coffee shop. Yes, in yeah, that's that's what I mean. Places. Same, yeah, same same universe, sort of the way um, the this may go right over your head, but like uh, the universe that has the Conjuring One and the Conjuring Two also has the Annabelle and uh, the Nun and the Curse of La Lor uh, Lorena in it. Um, it's all one big universe, even though these things are happening at different times to different people, except the Conjuring stuff, which is, yeah. No. I will say the next horror novel I am working on uh, is uh, something of a direct sequel to The Hollow Places. Yes. In so much as it features a character, a bit character from Hollow Places, it has some of the same stuff going on, and uh, the 
Uh, and both Simon and Carrot from Hollow Places make cameos. So, Well, there we go. So uh, we'll look forward to that one sometime. Uh, we're looking at probably uh, 2022. Um, Publishing being what it is, yeah. Yeah, I will have a book out in 2021 uh, uh, called, I believe, Nettle and Bone. I do not know when exactly it's coming out. Oh, 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 and I can't of course, wait for that one. Um, that one's so good. Istvan's book, I'm hoping to get out in January, realistically, maybe February. Yeah. Right. So we'll we'll talk more about that probably later. Uh, I think there may be a letter that actually directly uh, oh. asks about some of that. And thinking of, we will have your letters right after this. show i like a letter show uh we have a lot of letters this time though because it's been two months because we had the big dino thing and i felt like right before letters uh, a late letter show and so yeah um also the noise you hear in the background is the refrigerator it is getting repaired on thursday it does that beep 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 every like hour and it's driving me insane. So I'm glad it's getting repaired. It doesn't bother me nearly as much as the dishwasher still being broken. Yeah. Um, so anyway, letters. Um, so, uh, first up from Shauna, uh, AKA Molly Chan. Um, Thank you for the response. It is pretty cool. There is already a fan wiki. By the way, someone set up a fan wiki, and so I've been updating, like, here's the episodes that are available. Oh, for Productivity um, Alchemy? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Thank you, whoever um, did that. Yeah. Um, it. But the only person who's updated other than, like, it being created in a couple blurbs is me. Uh, so anyone who wants to go create a fandom account and uh, and help out, pitch in, do it. Um my best friend is one who would love to listen to your podcast, but can't do to problems with comprehension of spoken word without a visual cue. So now I can point her towards something that will help her. She'll be so happy. She's a huge fan of you, Ursula, and your chickens. Um, Shauna goes on to say that um, the they will help out with transcripts when they're available. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have done some disability activism, cannot any longer due to time constraints, but was quite active a couple of years ago. And I feel it is super important to have everything as accessible as possible. I mean, I really prefer transcripts if I can get them. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Dark Histories, frequently will we'll just place the scripts because it's, it's a scripted uh, show up and that uh, I prefer reading those to listening to it if I'm not on a long car ride because, you know, I my auditory processing is shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I also know how expensive uh, transcripts can be, thus the volunteering. And yeah, they, they can be expensive. The quality on the ones uh, we did pay for before everything went to hell in a handbasket um, are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So, uh, no... 
we, we don't regret doing it. We would like to do it more. It's just a... Uh, uh, it's a lot of money we don't have. Yeah, like, I mean, we, we do fine. We're great. But uh, it's... I mean... Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot going on, and... Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, thank you for the amazing podcast you produce and the amusing Twitter feeds. Just when I think Twitter has become a politi- uh, too political for me, chickens or kittens appear in my feed, and I remember why I am on there. You, Ursula, and the rest of Wombat House, take care. Know that you're helping people through a really tough time. I, we're doing the best we can, right? So, um, but yeah, there, there's... I can't remember if I linked the wiki on the main page or not, but I will do that if I haven't. Um, all right, from Chris, warning, uh, longish letter ahead. I've been catching up on my productivity alchemy and noticed that you've been having old guests on and thought I'd give you an update on myself as well since it's been around a year. Uh, I was on episode 106 and I've had some really big changes in my life. I don't really think I have enough to do a full episode over because my systems were totally destroyed this past year. Oh, no. I spent the first six months of the year very ill, first with shingles, and then once I was recovered, uh, almost recovered from that, I had COVID-19. I'm one of the lucky ones that has been last, uh, that has long-lasting after effects for both. I'm pretty much guaranteed at least one day a week lost trying to lay in bed watching mediocre horror movies, and I'm generally just able to do less and definitely have the brain fog associated with COVID-19. By the way, my newest answer to the advice to give others question is get the shingles vaccine. The lasting effects of COVID-19 have been way worse, but I've never been as miserable or in as much pain as the two to three weeks I had the active case of shingles. My mother had that, and uh, she said, yes, it is just utterly wretched. You can't wear clothes. Anything touching your skin makes you want to scream. Yeah. Uh, The two things I've wrangled back into shape is that I've switched over a couple of things. Uh... Switched over a couple things to Trello. I've put my kitchen freezer inventory, my musical practice log, and I'm currently trying to figure out a way to do meal planning in it that syncs with a Google or iCalendar. I'm hoping that there's something slick with IFTTT or some similar service. So if you have a recommendation along those lines, I'd appreciate it. Um, You might want to look at Zapier. I believe Zapier has full Trello integration with a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Yes, they have a pay for, but I've been finding a lot of value in it. So that's just me. Uh, For the kitchen inventory, I just enter an ingredient as a card and add a due date as needed. The lists are a mix of locations and different kinds of perishable. I like being able to see the due date when I should use the veggies by. It makes meal planning much easier to have them sorted out. Then as whatever the card is for gets cooked, I can just move it between lists. A typical cycle for a card goes freezer or veggies to leftovers free and to freezer meals. I also like having the cards archived so I can maybe at some point see what we actually use during a year. For the practice schedule, I have a trio of lists that are just sorted piles of stuff I need to work on, and then a matching set of lists that are what I'm working on for that practice session. So part of my routine is that before I sit down and plan out the session, and then afterwards I go through and note down my progress on the cards and remove things that I feel I'm done working on. Each of the three to work lists uh, works like a sieve to show me what more specific musical elements to put in the next list. That's actually pretty cool. Um, next list is specific things that I know I need to work on. This is populated by stuff for upcoming recordings and gigs when they happen again, new tunes that I'm learning and specific parts of tunes. I noticed need 
work from reviews. If you can hear the yowling in the background, that is Sergey who is feeling dismayed that we are not currently catering to his whims. Yes, uh, which since my song list was theoretically between 200 and 250 before I was forced to take several months off, can get unwieldy to keep track of, and it also gives me a way to figure out what piece or part of a piece I need to spend more energy working on. Um, the last list... Uh, I have is a list of specific techniques, uh, stuff I just need to work on in general for when I've noticed a lot of similarity between items on the second list. Uh, there's a way slower turnover in cards here than in other areas. I do tend to cycle cards back to the work list rather than archive them because the raw techniques are always going to be important. And there's always harder pieces to learn. Scheduling and major household projects have been catch-as-catch-can. My commitments have been few and far between these days, so I can let a lot more slide. The kids are starting school again. Oh, tell me about it. And it's going to be remote learning, so I'm going to be managing that for all three. I'll update you when, if I settle into a system for that. I figure it might be interesting for you and the listeners to see systems get developed in real time. P.S. Please tell Ursula that I love the Twisted Ones. I've reread it three times now. It's been perfect for the kind of stories I've been craving, and that book was a genuine comfort to me. Oh, that's wonderful. I I just actually had somebody ask me on Twitter, is it bad that they found my horror novel soothing? And uh, I'm like, no, soothing is good. Whatever you do. Look, if you're taking away a positive experience from my books, I don't care if it's not, you know, if you're not scared or if you're soothed or uh, whatever. That's fine. That's You can read my romance novels as horror novels if you enjoy it. And it's it's uh, There's no romance in the horror novels. You can read the horror novels as whatever you want. Uh, it, I, I want you to read my book and go away going, I really enjoyed that and that made the world a little better for a little bit. Whatever shape that takes, you get down with your bad self. Right. Um I've been telling people it's a 100% accurate and loving description of owning a hound, <laughs> but with a lot of scary stuff going on in the background. It's true. Uh, PPS, I also started playing Pokemon Go this year and would love a friend from further away than the family two doors down. Uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll Ask send... Ask Kevin, yes, he's still playing. I fell off the bandwagon. Well, I fell off, and I'm trying to get back on the bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, I need the distraction. So the remote raid passes help a lot. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send your friend code, Chris. It's cool. Uh, let's see, um, episode, uh, 161, this is from Allison, uh, about spoons uh, versus cognitive capacity. I've been using emotional bandwidth since the pandemic started. People seem to get it without explanation, which is half the battle and it appeals to my geeky side. That's yeah, fair. That's, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Sarmina. I purposefully do not adopt kittens. I was traumatized by needle teeth and claws on my sleeping face night, chose to avoid that altogether and adopt the young adults. I'll enjoy the super cuteness from the side, from this side of the screen. Generally, um, I am, uh, I have adopted a lot of adult cats and I'm fine with it. This was just a case of, uh, kittens needed homes in a big way. And yes, uh, they were already on your property, as it were, dog yes, skulls. Yes, they were so. on dog skull. Uh, I was responsible for seeing them, you know, uh, housed, and we had been getting to the point where our existing brood is aging, and you don't want to have that, like, couple of months where suddenly half the pets in the house die, which we've had happen once. Yeah. 
and it is crushing. So, uh, and then, and ironically, uh, a month after we got the kittens, Torty died and unexpectedly, and she was not old. She was only five, but yeah. Liver disease in cats. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah whatever was going on with mm-hmm. her was stark. Uh, yeah. but, uh, generally I, I like them at, you know, nine months a year. They're, they're still playful, but they're not quite as, um, yeah, sharp. <laughs> but that said, uh, you know, I love Hobbs and Shaw dearly and they are so sweet and yes. yeah, they, they have gotten very cuddly. I'm very happy with that. Yes. yes they, yeah. they really, they want to sleep on the bed with us at night. Um, Hobbs lately has decided that when I am playing video games, uh, when Kevin is asleep, he needs to make a little cat loaf on my collarbone mm. and watch the screen, which is the cutest shit ever. Uh, so yeah. Uh, this one is from Sarah. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to Ursula for being so open about her ADHD diagnosis. I nearly cried during the episode where she talked about starting medication because I thought my brain was normal and didn't realize it could be different. Long story short, I've been on Adderall for two and a half weeks and I'm getting used to the quiet in my brain. I've been able to complete things and just read for the first time in years. Thank you so much for being so open. A whole new freaking world, isn't it? I Yes. And, and I've, uh, yeah, I, and I, I appreciate, I, I'm glad I helped. I, I always feel bad, ha- you know, having people say that they're glad I'm so open because it's uh, being open required, like no courage for me at all. You know, it's not like I had something like, uh, uh, where, I mean, if there's a stigma, none of my friends think there's a stigma, so I don't care. Um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, it always feels just like me being egotistical and talking about myself more than like being right. open about, you know, some scary thing. But uh, I am thrilled that uh, I've had a couple of people say, yeah, I hearing about that made me get help. And I am so delighted it's worked for you. It's 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 life changing. And my life was great before. Don't get me wrong. I had a fabulous life. It's just now I have a fabulous life where I can concentrate for like several hours at a stretch yes yeah uh it has been just amazing and i'm glad sarah it's it's working for you too yeah yeah. i think that's incredible Uh, do be aware if no one has said there is the honeymoon period where uh you know it's working really well and then you have to like usually re-up the dose a bit because your body acclimates and also it'll kind of feel a little bit like it's not working quite as well and i think part of that is not the acclimation so much as the fact that now you're actually used to it. So it's not as shocking mm-hmm. that, uh, the, the inside of your head is quiet. So, uh, don't, if you're still able to concentrate and everything, don't worry if the sort of the angel of silence has come down on your brain feeling is not as intense. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it is okay. If you have to scale up, I've had to up my dose twice and mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at the moment. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple people, including uh, Ali John, wrote in to say that something was broke on the website with respect to badges. Uh, I actually got in touch with the Badge OS uh, support, and they were uh, really helpful and were like, okay, we think this is what the problem is. Try, try adding on this, this other plugin, that, and that fixed it. Uh, so very happy 
uh, very happy. And badges should be should be working for about two weeks now, and it's really cool. Uh, from Cavi Herd, uh, not sure what the protocol is for commenting on past episodes. So I'll drop this here. Listening to number 29, face blindness comes up. I just want to go on the record here. I think it was last year that I finally worked out that Seth McFarlane and Ricky Gervais are different people. I mentioned this to people and they're all often, but British accent. And I'm like, Stewie. So yeah, it's a thing. Uh, I cannot tell the difference reliably between uh, the... Fuck the one dude. Um, Chris Pratt, Star-Lord? Yeah. And the other guy, the annoying comedian who is in... Um, he was the sort of deadbeat boyfriend of the one where, what's her name, like, you saw the shot in the theater of her delivering a crowning baby, and it was like, wow, that is a lot of full frontal nudity and also not sexy in the slightest. I have no idea what movie you're talking about. Uh, what's the one with the uh, the zombies? Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh God, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, oh, um, uh, Simon Pegg. No, not Simon Pegg. Okay, different guy. Uh, uh yeah, I, I mean, he's always the schlubby boyfriend who gets the girl d- through pure schlub and gets and like in like some male wish fulfillment fantasy comedy thing i i have no idea well he basically if if he went into a phone booth he would come out as chris pratt and okay it i can't ever tell them apart very well which i think is a disservice to schlubby guy because damn it now this is going to bug me. Anyway, yeah, the face blindness. Yeah. This is why I love actors who have really distinctive faces and or or body types, which means I am a fan of people like Carl Urban and uh Yeah. Uh uh shit, what's his name? Vin Diesel? Well, okay, no, Vin Diesel cuz he's bald and hot. Uh Idris Elba. Also hot, but not what I'm thinking of. No, the dude, the one dude, distinctive face, uh, uh, Elrond, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yes, very distinctive features. I see Hugo Weaving. I know that is Hugo fucking Weaving, even if I can't remember his name half the time. It's the, there's, I like actors who, I look at them and there is no chance they're anyone else. Okay. It's also why the Haunting of Hill House miniseries, which had a lot of flaws, like failed utterly for me in a couple of ways because they deliberately cast three women who looked alike as the three sisters or as the two sisters and the mother. And so I was completely fucked and basically chose to believe it was a story about a uh, real estate mortician who slowly was going mad. It didn't impact the quality at all. Not really. No. It's interesting. I recently watched a movie with Mila uh, Jehovich. Is that okay. how you say? Uh, I don't know. Where um, she was injured and uh, went face blind. And they portrayed it as she would look in a mirror and it would be someone's face every different, a different face every time. Um, because her brain was scrambled and so she couldn't, she couldn't distinguish faces because it, it was just like, um, unless they had a distinguishing feature, 
Like, I know for a while you, like, if I had shaved my beard and grown my head out, you would have been like, who the fuck is this in my house? Yes. Until I opened my mouth to talk. And that was, there was part of that with the, okay, you need to learn to note that distinguishing feature. Uh, it is much easier. I can tell most of my friends from the back very easily. Yeah, okay. Uh, much more so, I mean, like, pretty much as easily as I can from the front, and... That is because all the things I learn are not the face. So, like, I can recognize Murr or Brooke halfway across the parking lot from the back because I know how they walk and all of that. Right, right. It's also why haircuts fuck me over. Yeah. Uh, I have noticed an interesting thing, though, which is we've been rewatching the X-Files. Yeah. And I don't know if this is because a lot of these people went on to become very famous actors that I actually learned what they look like. Or what? But there are a lot of bit characters now where I am staring at them going, I know that guy. Like, I recognize the one teenager who is Ryan Reynolds. And I'm yes. like, that guy, I know that guy. Who is that guy? I I, I recognize Tyler Labine both times he appeared on his voice alone, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, voices, it's very hard for me to do voices uh, just because uh, my audio processing is also terrible, so. Yeah. Yeah, but uh yeah, that was Ryan Reynolds. And Jack Black was a schlubby teenager. Jack Jack Black was a schlubby teenager. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There were it's it's amazing the number of uh now very very famous people who had like just little guest or I don't think they were even guests a lot of them. I think they were just teenager number 4 who gets murdered, you know? Yeah. 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 Um so uh let's see. Here we go. Um, Kevin, who is an IMDb nerd, loves this. I think half his entertainment value is like looking up the episode on IMDb and yelling, oh my god, that's the guy who shot Brandon Lee, or did you know that voice is Jane Fonda? That wasn't Jane Fonda, it was Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Was the voice of the okay. evil tattoo. Yeah, see, a yeah. J and an F, there was no way I was going to know. So anyway, um, another one from uh, Adrian. Adriani, sorry. Um, Are you sure it's not Ariadne? Ariadne. Yes, there's the pronunciation guide at the end. Man, I suck. No, no, it's uh, uh, the, it's the the uh, the mythological figure. Right. Okay. Um, just regarding the spoons versus cognitive capacity thing and who can use it, there's some debate within the disabled community and there's no consensus. I generally land on the side of it's better if this terminology is normalized so that more people understand what I'm talking about and if I say I'm uh, about if I say I'm out of spoons. I'd also point out that the mental health stuff, like ADHD, is undeniably a form of disability, especially since, in my experience, it definitely causes fatigue. I really don't want to gatekeep who is disabled enough because the tendency to go, oh, I'm not really struggling like this other person who's really suffering so much more than I am. And then Get out not, of my head. And then not trying to get accommodations or medication or whatever that might really help. Uh, also, as D&D players, you might appreciate the metaphor that uses spell slots instead of spoons. <laughs> I like that one. Um, so, yes, and, and we are staying safe. Um, uh, from Diana Stein. Diana, hi. Yes. Um, I'm using the power of list making to tackle my email. For years, my line has always been, I am bad at email. I have looked with amazement at Kevin and his zero inbox lifestyle. 
I'm pretty certain I was finally motivated to do something for all the Kickstarter stuff. I was never certain if I had replied to their backer kid or if this was a download for me. As a gamer, Kickstarter is a real love. Truth. And I don't want to miss something important. Besides, now there's money involved. So I made myself a template. I made sections for primary concerns, art stuff, Kickstarter, gaming, catch the rest, and eyes and done. I give myself permission to make changes and write all over the sheet until I am satisfied with the categories and spaces allotted. I love the eyes and done category, which hadn't really occurred to me before. The idea of read it and delete it was so alien. My inbox was cluttered with things that I wasn't completely ready to let go of. By writing it down, it gets better into my head, and now a small paper trail. I like paper trails. It's the artist in me, although I certainly understand having it in some sort of file I could sort on. With the date at the top, I will have weekly records. A table of contents will follow sometime. If it works well, permission will come to get another lecturnum, but not yet. I'm enjoying the show and just thought I'd share my accomplishment. Fingers crossed. Go you, Diana. Go you. Uh, and and um, I get to see or talk to Diana uh, every so often because uh, we're both Dorsai regulars and we've been having regular social calls. Got to get her on the show. And one yes. Of these times. Yeah. Um, so, hey, there's that. Uh, so thank you for writing in Diana and I'm glad, and I will talk to you soon because we've got another Dorsai virtual event thing coming up. Um, from Dino, uh, I blame Ursula because I still call the listeners readers in my brain. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm going to abridge this one because there's a lot because it's Dino. Um, I sent Dino the rice Twitter thread about the rice delivery in oh India. Oh my god! Yeah. And the family. Yes. Um, saw the rice Twitter thread and was cackling. That is so quintessential Indian gossipy family. All the way down to mom keeping the phone on speaker to catch everything. Um. Let's see. So yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, your readers are incredibly kind. I've been getting periodic emails from random people who are going through your backlog and wanted to check in on me and see if I'm okay. I am for sure okay, but since the podcast was recorded with us two, I've been slowly going out of my head. Fortunately, New Jersey isn't as COVID-y as it was before. Thank fuck. Anyway, all my love to you and your family, Dino. You know, I... I I had held off on it because I was I was waiting for kind of the right time to put in a long break and a special and, and things like that and hadn't realized it had been a couple months by the time I actually posted it until I was looking at the the final stuff. But uh, Dino and I have, have been uh, in contact on and off and yeah, just just making sure. Thank you all for checking in. Uh, that is so incredibly kind. And of course, if you need help uh, or you need somebody to talk to, Dino is always there for you. So yeah. Um, I hope that is true, Dino, and he's not just volunteering you to random internet strangers. He says it every time. Okay. I have it on record in the interviews. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, our listeners are the best, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so Why would they be any less weird? Yes, I did, I did speak about this one already, but I'm going to go through it again. Um, the episode 158 should have had a warning for discussions of weight. Uh, the medical term which was used is anywhere from mildly upsetting to extremely triggering, and no one, including doctors, should use it unless in the context of reclaiming, reclaiming listening wrongs done or explaining why it is harmful. Uh, and I have apologized both directly to the, the uh, letter writer. Um, I have put a warning on the episode in the text description. The audio is a lot more difficult to do, and I am going to be much uh, more careful about 
you know, I'm doing my best to be more careful about the warnings and uh, terminology used. It is a learning process and I am very sorry. Um, and in fairness, that's, you know, yeah, been used on us occasionally. So I think we, we've all just sort of internalized that this is a normal phrase. Yes. Uh, and I'm not going to repeat the phrase here. So, um, in comment to uh, Selfie on episode 164 and Romney the Sheep, uh, Romney is Vincent from Catherine. I have one too, and I love him dearly. This is from Allison, by the way. He sits next to the PlayStation 4 and judges me for forgetting to char- charge my controller. I did show you the pictures of Romney the Sheep, right? I believe so, yes. Yes, yes. Um, this is one I'm not sure is spam or not, so I'm just going to bypass it for now. Um, uh, also in a comment to selfies episode from Biblio girl, uh, I'm just sad. We have no pictures of the rabbits. Um, ah, yes, here we go. Uh, for Dino and Kevin, this is in reference to the summer special pandemic planner planning with Dino part two. Uh, so happy to find someone else who can't stand Q and star Trek, the next generation. Here's the only part you need to see from the episode where Q becomes human. And you really only need to see the first 45 seconds. Uh, also, my current favorite Celebrate the Positive TV show is Kippo, Kippo and the Age of Wonder Beasts on Netflix. I've heard good things about that. Uh, so have I. You do need to watch the episodes in sequence, but otherwise it checks off all the things I want in Escapist TV. Uh, Crazy Delicious, also on Netflix, may match uh, what you like in cooking competition shows. I initially initially watched it because of the Willy Wonka visuals and I fell in love when a contestant basically had an anxiety attack mid competition and everyone was super supportive in helping her through it. My favorite personal cooking show is still nailed it though, especially right now. I love celebrating good humor and finding joys in spectacular failure. Uh, thank you, Ali John. Um, I will say for the record, uh, you are allowed to like any character you like or dislike any character you like, but I love Q. Damn it. I especially like the episode where he became human and got his comeuppance in multiple ways, though. The I don't work well in groups. It's hard to work well in groups when you're omnipotent is still one of my favorite lines. Yes. Anyway, but I respect your right not to not to enjoy that character at all. Yes. Uh, from Laura in Italy, who has a prior guest on the show. Uh, sorry for not writing in sooner. I honestly don't know where time went. Last thing I remember, it was early March, and I had a letter for you guys in my draft folder, almost ready to go. Then everything exploded, and it's, it is... It's okay. It is still March 510. Yeah. Uh, then everything exploded, became a bit challenging to organize my thoughts afterwards. Things are better now, but living exactly where the situation began to take a turn for the worst in Europe was not the easiest thing to process. Oh, heavens. Here in Milan, which is the biggest city of Lombardy, we were absolutely wrecked by the speed at which the pandemic spread at first. With all that going on, there have been big shifts in productivity. Luckily, having a wide range of systems available has saved me from shutting down completely, though it was a close call. Things are far from being back to normal, but thanks to having had a bit of a break this summer, productivity has somewhat returned to acceptable levels. To be clear, we had a responsible holiday where we retreated to a cabin in the woods and saw more bears than humans. <laughs> a testament to the fact that sometimes we just need a bit of a challenge, a change of scene and a break, I had an epiphany when I returned home. I decided to pursue a second master's degree, this time in cybersecurity at Uni Essex Online. I had been looking for new employment for months, but no job position was looking for my skill set, which is borderline understandable, but discouraging nonetheless. 
Oh, yeah. The master's doesn't work well with a full-time job and a house to maintain, so I've had to restructure some systems to fit in the extra hours I need without making myself miserable in the process. I got to the root of how thoughts are structured and actions are processed by exploring new concepts such as flow and doing a lot of reading. So far, it has been a positive impact on productivity, and it has helped me to better understand how my brain and different kinds of brains work. And that's an area I really need to spend some time on. Um, thank you for having kept Productivity Alchemy going during this time. I cannot express how much it has meant. I really like the interview with Selfie talking about the different education systems really resonated with me. Acknowledging that children do, do experience high stress in certain educational programs is crucial, and I wish there were more systems in place to support kids during these times and educate parents and teachers about it. I've been there myself without support, and now the only thing I can do is try to keep an eye out for signs in my friend's children, which is something, but not nearly enough. Yeah, hope, it's, it's yeah. kids are extremely resilient. They have to be, but like we take that kind of a lot for granted and yeah. then, you know, then you wind up with one of the things about having ADHD and uh is that the number of people I have met who have been like, "Yes, I too was a gifted kid." The gifted and, was in air quotes, by the way. Uh, yeah, and uh with the ADHD, which basically meant that you lived in this intense morass of everyone telling you you were not living up to your potential and wonder, and that clearly this didn't matter to you because if it mattered to you, you would have remembered to bring your homework home or whatever. And, uh, like, Every time somebody starts one of those threads talking about their experiences, I get the eye twitch because every phrase is one I have heard before. Yeah. And I'm like, how many of us were there in the 80s who, you know, when they were seriously doing the talented and gifted programs who had the, who were smart, but also ADHD. And so we developed neurotic habits to last a lifetime. Yes. All right. Um, third from Allie John. Uh, after listening to this episode, I realized that I have small suggestions to offer Jennifer on the distance learning and others uh, on whiteboards. A super cheap whiteboard option is foam core presentation boards. Sometimes only one side of the board is shiny and thus usable as a whiteboard. Sometimes both, but avoid matte boards if they aren't shiny on either side. Yeah. Uh, you can also use 3M Velcro picture hangers, reasonably inexpensive, to stick the board to walls or other surfaces. Another tip for whiteboards, especially the foam core version, draw the calendar or other organizational grid with a Sharpie, then fill in the details with dry erase markers. You can erase and update details with a dry or damp paper towel without removing the grid. If you need to change or erase what you've written in Sharpie, you can erase with a Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Nota bene. A magic eraser will eventually damage the dry erase surface with repeated use, so maybe don't do this on fancy, expensive dry erase boards. They actually make special cleaners for those um, if if it gets stained too much. Um, if you're into scrap uh, booking, scrap browing, you can also lay out a grid with colorful uh, duct tape or and or washi tape. I use duct tape to cover the edges of a foam core board I'd cut in half to make it look nicer and to protect the edges from damage over time. This tip isn't just for students. I figured out all of this when my mom was in home hospice care so everyone, family and nurses, could keep track of schedules and rapidly changing medicine doses. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um I yeah, I I I have my mini whiteboard and it's magnetic 
and that's where I've been keeping my uh, podcast schedule. And I recently leveled it up a little bit because a uh, thing I supported on Kickstarter not Kickstarter, an Indiegogo funded, and I just got all of the parts, and I'll talk about that more in an upcoming show because I think it deserves a little more time than that. But yeah, no, I use a, a whiteboard uh, all the time just for planning the show to be able to look and see what episodes I have content for, what numbers, planning, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, from Dana. Uh, hi, Kevin and Ursula. I hope you're keeping well and that the kittens haven't shredded too much human flesh lately. This letter is more for Ursula. Okie dokie. I had such a funny image of you popping in during the recent Dino episode to clarify that there's no such thing as a European crow. I wanted to draw a cartoon of it, but I'm terrible at drawing, so I'll just tell you about it. It got me thinking that maybe birding bird knowledge is one of your superpowers. <laughs> and your birding sense started tingling when Kevin and Dino were talking crows. And your superhero outfit would definitely have a fabulous cowl of feathers. My never-to-be drawing would have had Kevin and Dino's faces be like those tiny-eyed expressions you see in anime. But what <laughs> yes. I couldn't think of was what your superhero name would be. Lady Birder? Arcteryx? Uh, that one just sounds cool to me. What would you choose if you were a bird-based superhero? Oh, or Lord. maybe the internet has suggestions. I'm always impressed by your knowledge of the natural world. You and Kevin, as always, are awesome and fun. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, I think it would almost have to be like a Green Lantern Corps thing where we all had rings. <laughs> because uh, compared to like Tina or uh, uh, anyone else, you know, I I could not claim to be the birder or whatever. I would merely be one of the birder corps. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, mm -hmm. because and and you learn to pick your battles. I do not attack people when they use the word seagull um i will even occasionally use it myself uh there are no there are no birds called seagulls there are only gulls but that being said i i will you know seagull as a broad term for all of the gull family does not bother me some people it bothers a lot i i if i really need to get under tina's skin i'll start pointing at seagulls Yes. And saying that, oh, look, a seagull. Oh, look, a seagull. They're two different birds. But hey, Tina, what kind of seagull is that? Yes. I know it will eventually make Lead her to mad. Your death. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, just even just to distract her, I'll be like, look at all of those seagulls. Uh, if, if, and... you, if you have to snap her out of a, uh, a yeah. intense focus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Um, Thank you, Dana. Uh, from Amber Gale. We would have cool rings, though. Uh, yeah. They would shoot a little light that could manifest, you know, an outline of any bird. From Amber Gale. <laughs> um, have you considered having an occasional special episode with a deep dive into a specific topic? Maybe with one or more, uh, more than one guest to create a discussion, it could be interesting. It could be, and I'm leveling up my moderator skills, um, so that may be something I'm a little more willing to undertake. Um, but right now, uh, I like the one-on-ones uh, because it also lets me, you know, really drill down on things that are specific to a person and not a, a broader general thing. Um, there's some things where I think it could be really cool. It's just uh, when you add more than one person, it all gets exponentially more difficult. To it gets it gets complicated. Uh, now you're running a, a con panel without uh, an audience, and yeah, it 
it's uh, it's tricky. Um, also, we recently got a kitten not too much different age from yours, so your cat antics are, antics are often paralleling mine. <laughs> She's a little void kitten, a black kitten, with a few tiny white spots, and we named her Dinah after an old kid's book called A Flower for Dinah. I've attached a photo of her with one of our two adult cats, uh, Callisto Female Orange Tabby. Um, after all, we could see your kitties. You might like to see a few of ours, too. Oh, God, they're doing that thing where the... The cats are are basically hugging in their sleep. Aww. Um, you should cross-post your photos to Instagram. I'm sure there's a way to automate it. There is, and I have tried it, and eventually something breaks, um, and then I have to go fix it. And the bigger problem right now is that because Instagram is owned by Facebook, um, it's starting to get tougher to do that sort of cross-post post because Facebook is starting to lock down like – I used to cross post all of my Twitter updates as Facebook statuses just automatically. And it, it broke and it no longer works because, uh, there was an API change on the Facebook side. I do have a red wombats chicken page now where my daily chicken photos are showing up on Facebook. Uh, I haven't really publicized it, but uh, it's there. I've been using it as a proof of concept. So I guess you can do it with pages. You can't do it with with just like your general personal timeline anymore. I really got to uh, use my Instagram account more. I I mean to. But, uh, yeah, I know. But, you know. I want to put the chicken pictures on there because everybody likes them. But uh, without the without the cross posts, it gets really tricky. Yeah, and I worry that, you know, I'm, I start to worry I'm boring people that they've seen it on Twitter because I presumably just have the overlap. And, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, well, they've all seen this. I don't want them to, you know. I think it's interesting because while I have the overlap, I know there are people who are more active on Instagram and don't pay much attention to Twitter. I'm the opposite. I pay more attention to Twitter and less to Instagram. Uh, I try to remember to check Instagram like every day or every other day. Um, I'm terrible at checking Facebook. So anyone who's like sent me a friend request on Facebook, if it takes two months before I respond, that's because it's been two months since I've actually looked at Facebook. It's not you. Yeah. I will occasionally pop in to check the, I support this band on Patreon. And instead of using Patreon, they redirect everybody to a private Facebook group, which drives me a little up the wall, but there you have it. Um, so yeah, um, it's the usual thing. Too many <laughs> social media, too little time. Yep. Uh, and and if I'm if I'm yeah. posting somewhere, I want it almost to be unique content to that platform, so that I'm not just wallpapering the internet with the same picture of a chicken. Yeah, I, I always yeah. feel bad. Yeah, I'm like, you've mm-hmm. seen this already. You know, I don't want to bore everybody. Yeah. Uh, from Corey. Uh, it's me again. I've been re-listening to Ursula's writing process interview from the beginning of the year and was wondering if she would be uh, willing to talk about how she's marketed herself published books, especially if it was before she became a well-known author. <laughs> I'm researching how to properly market myself published works. Thanks. Okay. So funny story. When I first read this letter, that is the exact giggling noise I believe <laughs> I made because you never were good at marketing. And no, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I am at a point in my life where I actually make more on the self-published books than I do on the traditionally published books. And thus, 
wouldn't it make sense for me to just self-publish everything? Well, no, I I literally treat the novels that are physically published as marketing campaign. Yeah. Like basically yeah, yeah. I am writing a book so that they will market it for me and then it will have the add-on effect of all the new readers they bring in will uh will hopefully buy some of the backlist. Um I'm terrible at it. <laughs> uh, uh yeah, no, and you you are aware that this is not a skill set you possess. Yeah. Uh I don't know what works. And furthermore, I'm going to say that about half of the things that people that people tell you works don't work. Um, remember when book trailers were huge? Yeah. I have never watched a book trailer except to mock it. Um, I don't know anyone else who mock, who watches book trailers. Uh, it's It was not a thing. Um, maybe if you're big in YouTube, people watch book trailers. <laughs> uh, a, I was once sold a book by a large ad on the subway in uh in on the tube rather in london in london yeah 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 uh so that worked once um was not not with my book but i saw a book there and was like oh that sounds sort of interesting uh yeah what is it only 10 percent of marketing works but nobody knows what that 10 percent is yeah there's there's a lot of throw stuff at the wall and 10 percent will stick but we don't know what 10 percent it will be for each individual thing like uh, how horrible is it that my advice is spend a decade becoming a reasonably well-known person on the internet? <laughs> uh, that is literally how I market the books. Like I will, a book will come out and I will tweet about it for two days. And then maybe later that week be like, yep, book is still out and have it as a pinned tweet. Word of mouth does almost all of my work and it does it via other people. Um, I I often do more marketing than you do. Yes, like uh, the closest I'll get is because I am now well enough known. I suppose that it, that uh, or someone at Locus just likes me. Locus Magazine reviews all of my books, including my self pub stuff. And if you throw them a couple hundred bucks, they'll uh, that review basically goes on their front page and becomes easier to access and stays up longer, kind of thing. And I will throw them the 200 bucks usually. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, sometimes Argyle does it. Sometimes Argyle and I are both like, we'll do it. And then we're like, fine, we owe you a big dinner at the next convention that we can go to, which God knows when that'll be. Um, Hopefully sometime in 2022. Yeah. I mean, I've got my fingers crossed maybe for late 2021, but. Um, I'm hoping I yeah. can make Crossings Con in August. Uh, yeah, so, um, I don't know. I am very bad at marketing. I'm aware I am bad at marketing and, uh, like, my friends frequently intervene to save me from the world. Shepard will jump in and be like, if you do this, Ursula will kiss an ox and I'll be like, I did not agree to that. And then people will buy copies so that I kiss an ox. Um, the ox was very well-mannered about it. It was. Uh, yeah, he was He was a very pleasant boy about it. I did kiss him, and uh, that was an experience that I had. Oxes are large, and, and Shepard will tell you that that ox is a very small ox, and I do not believe they are lying, but it is still an immense animal. <laughs> very large. Very large. Yes. Right. Uh, so I'm terrible at it. Um, 
lots of us are. We, it, I think even a lot of the people in marketing are, I mean, they're better than me, but that's not saying much. Uh, I, I, yeah. I notice there are people who are much better about other people's. It's so much easier to talk about other yeah. people's work. Like, uh, there, there's a joke that when we're vending at conventions, artists should just have to swap tables because then we could be like, look at this. Isn't this fabulous? Look at their line work. You know, oh, my God. Will you look at what a great job they did there? Right. And we can we can gush about their artwork. But yeah. ours were like, we did a thing and we're really sorry. Uh, let me take this away so you don't have to sully your eyes with it. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, I got nothing. I I wish (laughs) I could help you. I wish I could help myself. My method has basically been to sell books to publishers that have marketing departments and let them handle it and then hope the, the knock on effect works for the backlist. And, Um, And prior to that, it was throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. So, uh, what I will recommend against is buying followers, buying likes, buying whatever. Don't do that. Don't don't cold message people or reply to unrelated threads with, hey, buy my book. Look at my book. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. That that -hmm. basically just makes sure they will never buy your book. Um, Buying banner ads. Is that even a thing anymore? I don't think that's It can happen. Now, the most interesting thing I've had is... Um, I have been getting bombarded. Uh, I wouldn't say bombarded, but I've been getting the occasional cold email about, hey, here's a productivity expert, and, you know, please have them on your podcast. And most of them I look at and I I have to evaluate. Now, a couple of times it has led to uh, an interesting interview in one case coming up, um, oh, later this month – is it later this month? No, it's next month. Early next month. Uh, I said, um, actually, this looks kind of interesting, and I'd also like to talk to the owner of the company. And the interview I did with the owner of the of the promotional agency actually was amazing, and I'm really excited about sharing it with everybody. But in general, that sort of, of cold email to someone like me doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it has to have – there. there has to be a real – hook there because i think out of the 100 i've seen i have replied to two as an experiment and and uh, i mean the problem is that authors get told to be authentic so much that the word has lost all meaning for most of us like but if and i'm terrible at promoting myself obviously but I do not go into life or tweeting or whatever with the this is building a platform for my book as an idea. Uh, that would be kind of paralyzing. I just go in balls to the wall screaming, <laughs> I like praying mantises and I cannot lie. And, uh, or, oh my God, look at this frog. Yeah. So, uh, people. The only okay, the only advice I can give anyone for any form of promotion is that you know when you were super passionate and into a thing and like your parents or your relatives or whatever told you to stop because you were boring people. That is not true on the internet. People <laughs> love to see other people being passionate about yeah, something. Very true. 
And if you're passionate about selling your book, you're screwed because no one else cares about that. But if you are passionate about uh, ants or chickens uh, or, you Chicken know, Twitter is amazing. Yes. It really is. Or, you know, just any obscure ass thing. I have a friend who's really into bookbinding and, and she's fairly quiet about it. But when she gets going on bookbinding, like this is, this is her great love and it's fascinating. And it's, it's things that I will never use and I will forget in five minutes. But the, the, the passion is clear and people love to see other people get excited about things. So, I mean, this doesn't necessarily help you sell your book, but if the only method you've got is be an interesting person on the internet for a decade, um, be interested in something <laughs> and tell people yeah. how interested you are. And if they show up, you know, occasionally be like, also, I wrote a book. And that's the best I've got. It's worked for me. I realize <laughs> it won't necessarily work for anyone else on earth. Yes. Well, that's all the letters. Okay. That's all the letters. Uh, someone did write in to ask if uh, to check and say, hey, there have been some comments I've left that haven't shown up on a letter show. And yes, um, email delivery is always a problem on the internet if you're not. Google or Amazon or whoever, and it's getting harder and harder to do all the validation. So yes, I'm sure some comments got lost. I'm sorry for that. Um, a lot of comments that are like, hey, I don't think the badge codes are working. Uh, I will not read on the letters show. Uh, I will um, respond to in thread. Or in this case, it's been two months since we did a letter show, so there was a big backlog. A lot of these were comments on the website. Oh, okay, so, cool. Yeah. Uh, many thanks to Shauna, Chris, Allison, um, Sarmina, Sarah, Ali, John, Cavi, Heard, uh, Ariande, Ariadne, Ariadne, um, Diana, Dino, Biblio Girl, uh, Laura, Dana, Amber Gale, and Corey for your letters. And on that note, we will have another letter show in November. And we'll be right back after this. Again, thanks to everybody who wrote in. Uh, thanks to everyone who sends in a comment. Uh, like I said, I don't often have a chance to read all of them in a timely manner on the show, uh, but rest assured, I read every last one of them. He does. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not at a volume where I have to pick and choose right now, uh, but I'm not going to complain if it reaches a volume where I have to pick and choose, <laughs> gang. Uh, I, just, I just like hearing from you, and I like seeing your comments. Um, so, because you, you did this. I did what? You absolutely did this. The what um, what? Our word for this week is ox kisser. Ah. <sighs> 
You, I mean, I, I could have let that slide. I mean, I think I might have when it happened, but now, ox kisser. Yes, and you did film in me kissing the ox. I did. I did. So that is our badge code for this week. You can find out more about open badges and how we issue them at productivityalchemy.com. And like I said earlier, um, I've had some fixes and the system is working um, much better than it was before. Hopefully. Uh, no, it's been it's been a couple of weeks and I've, and it's been tested oh, a couple okay. times. Yeah, no, I before I made the big announcement that it's working again, I made sure it was working again. WordPress might break things again next week, so we'll see. Um, and that's that's really it for this week. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to the website. There are ways to do so, but as we always say at this point, we are currently doing great, so yep. you should go give money to bail funds, give money to uh, uh, people who are fighting eviction, uh, find a GoFundMe for somebody who needs insulin, support a local food bank, whatever it is that you do, uh, those people need it. I, I think... And this touches on a thing. I think it's an absolute crime against humanity, what we're doing in the U.S. with insulin. Oh, it 100%. You know, 10,000% is, and I hope that it gets fixed somehow. But in the stopgap, before that gets fixed, we got to, you know, we, we're all That's fair. That's fair, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's like the thing where people are like, I believe prisons should be abolished, so I won't give money to bail funds. Well, yeah, prisons should probably be abolished, but... Uh, the people who need the need the money from the bail funds because they haven't been abolished yet. So yeah, no, yeah. and and when in doubt, um, your local food bank always needs help. Yes, they always, do. and uh, whether that's financial or a financial donation or getting out there and helping, like literally sitting there and helping break a hundred pounds of a hundred pound bag of rice into. Uh, one pound bags. I've or, done it. Yeah, you know it's it. It's a big help. They don't have enough manpower. They don't have enough budget. And, and I realize that's not feasible for everybody with COVID right now. But right, right. So, but if you were thinking of giving us money, give money to you know somebody who needs who, it worse than we do. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and that's it for this week, folks. So yep. um, have the best week you can. And it's okay if you're clinging to the news and not getting shit done. I am right there with you. And it's also okay if you're not okay. Yes. So. It is being not okay right now is probably very sensible, frankly. And, you know, do your best to uh, stay productive. Whatever that looks like right now. Truth. <laughs>